The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Bring it up, Jake. His first set is coming out tonight also. I just saw that on my TV. It's like way, way too much going on right now in the world. Actually, sure. maybe it's good that October is ending. Like, need to, like, come up for air a little bit. Like, that's got to happen. Lock, lock Vember? Lock Vember is not doing anything for you? No? I would say maybe that. slow um, Vember? Because it's getting a little well, slower? I would, I'd say maybe, like, nap Vember. No. Like, maybe, like, take a nap once in a while. We say that, but co- college hoop starts in, like, a week. So. Uh so I actually I've been saying hashtag off air for like two weeks now. There has to be a night where I actually go to bed early and like don't stay up yeah. all night watching sports and sweating my bed. I did pretty good last night. I, I actually did pretty good I last didn't. night. I didn't. Yeah, because uh, you stayed up for that monstrosity of a game. Yeah, I did. I did, and then was and then was and then was on tilt and couldn't fall asleep for a while after it ended. I think that tonight's the night. I think that I am oh, going to be great. in bed tonight. No yeah. later than 9.30, I'm going to be in bed tonight. Yeah. 
uh, two NHL, two NHL, three NHL, two NHL, three NBA, two NHL, three NBA. Uh, and obviously no NFL game baseball, but like, let's be honest, like you and I are a little, we're kind of, we're past that a little bit. Good luck to both teams or something. Uh, yeah, I think, I think this is about as good as it's going to get for a really long time for us going to bed early. This is, it's doesn't, it's not, we're not going to get nights like this very often anymore. No, 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 we are not. Uh, but we have, before we get to tonight though, we had a lot to do here on the show. Uh, we will get to Lochmas and how to bet the Heisman Trophy. That'll be actually coming up in, in a little bit here. That'll be the segment. We will get to best of the best, our bets in the NBA. We will get to Tyrese Maxey and fallout from the James Harden trade to the LA Clippers. And we will give you all our bets for the National Hockey League and Jake's bets for Game 4 of the World Series. But right now, we finish our handicap of Week 9, our initial handicap of Week 9. Jake, bring the music up, please. Monday Night Football with the Chargers and the Jets at MetLife Stadium. The current number in the market at our show sponsor, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. The Bolts, three-point road favorites coming off their Sunday Night Football demolition of the secret Bajan Man and the Chicago Bears. So Chargers, a three-point road favorite of the Jets, who just beat my Giants. Total in the game, 41 and a half. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Chargers laying three on the road at the Jets. I think this is the game where I have the most irrational opinion. I don't usually make bets because I just like subjectively like, nah, I just kind of think this is going to happen. Usually it's like, well, the market's doing this and I think this and it's all very sound and rational. And uh, I I don't think there's any way the Chargers can't be at least three in the game. They should probably be a little more. It's probably be three and a half in the game, honestly. Like if we're just saying like, what should the number be in the market? Where do I think it's going? It should probably go up. Um, just because of how the Chargers have played and how the Jets have played recently and who the Jets quarterback is. And that's great. Uh, And I think it's going to go to three and a half if I had to guess. And my irrational opinion is I just think the Jets are going to win the game. (laughs) I think they're actually just going to find a way to win the game. I don't, I think every game with them, it's just like, I don't know how it's going to happen. It's going to be stupid and low scoring and the other team might do some dumb stuff. I just kind of think they're going to do it. And part of that is their opponent. Oh, glad you beat up Tyson Bajant last week. Neat. Now here's three on the road against a defense that can turn you over a bunch and you do stupid things against. Like, here's that. So I don't think this number is wrong. I actually think it's more likely to go up than down. But I actually very strongly believe that. So if you're just having a get the best of the number conversation, I think it's more likely to close three and a half than it is to close three, just my opinion. Um, But like, what do I think is going to happen in the game? The Chargers can't fool me. Not going to fool me on this one. Great. You beat up the Bears. I don't care at all. And uh, you're going to lay three on the road against uh, a really, really, really good defense that wins low-scoring games. I think the same thing's going to happen. I don't know how they're going to do it, especially after watching last week. My irrational opinion of the week is I actually just think the Jets are going to win. Well, we did this hashtag off-air yesterday. I I think the same thing. And I think, like, uh, wait and take three and a half with the Jets. Is, is, is that it for now? Probably. If, uh... And if they win, too, I said this the other day, too, just uh, like Robert Sala is going to get like a ton of he's going to get gassed up for coach of the year, like a a lot if they start going on a run here and winning some games uh, where he becomes the most attractive candidate, like to bet, like not even to bet on because the price is already low, but he becomes a very likely winner of the award if this starts going um, because they're they're like, you know, we'll do awards like in full on Thursday and I'm not even like go bet Salah right now. I think it's like really tough with the Lions winning again last night, but Campbell and McDaniel have a really high bar to clear. 
they have to win, I think, at least 13 games to have any chance to win. That would represent a four-game improvement over the previous year. It'd be like, oh, 13 and four, like, they they both already have two losses. The Dolphins are playing the Chiefs in Germany this week. Like, there's it, the losses, like, you think teams are going to have these great records. Season's just too long. Like, you're going to lose four or five. You're a great team. You're going to lose four or five games. So, like, again, like, 13 and four to kind of, I think, be in the conversation. Salah's got to win, like, 10 you could even argue if he wins nine and they make it, he's a finalist for the award. You got Zach Wilson as his quarterback. Like, yeah, maybe Rodgers comes back for week 18 or something, but like hashtag narrative driven award. Like you get 12 and five Lions, 12 and five Dolphins, and the Jets make the playoffs with Zach Wilson. I got bad news. Robert Sal is winning everybody. Like that's what's happening. So um, it's a, it's really, it's interesting. Like to you can see this start, like just the line move this past week, even in that market, you can see this start to happen a little bit. I, I think they're going to win. Now is that, am I really going to click the button and bet money like on a such a subjective opinion maybe not but like i just i've seen the chargers i've seen this a lot three three and a half on the road in a high stakes game i do not want them so i would bet the jets or i would not bet the game you tell me if this number goes to three and a half you're not going to bet jets three and a half immediately no because if it goes to three and a half my first thought's going to be like is it going to go more than that when does it go to three and a half? Does it go to three and a half you, tomorrow? But, but, then I'm definitely but, but you, waiting. But you, yeah. but, but you, you understand the point that I'm making, though. Like, if, if like, this is going to well, be I just said Chargers I never bet the Chargers. more than three. I just said that. Yeah, I just said I never bet the Chargers in the game. So, like, no, I'm no, probably going to bet the Jets you said, at some you, point. But, but then yeah. you said you're not sure if you're going to bet a subjective opinion. And I'm saying, like, if it's going to be, like, if that's what it's going to be, Jets more than a three-point home underdog in the game. Like, I feel like you're going to bet the Jets, No. Yeah, probably, but, like, I, the other things that I like this week, I feel like I am more grounded in, like, why I think, why I like it, and I know why the number is what it is, and I know why I'm playing against it. This is just kind of, like, blind optimism slash blind pessimism in one team. For, is this, this isn't about even, like, the situation of the game or the matchup or the number in the market. It's, like, almost not even about that. And so, it, for that reason, that's why I just say it's really subjective, but that's, like, how I feel about the game. I, the number's not, like, this isn't, like, a, the number's wrong and it's gonna go this way, like, this is fine. This, this is cool. Like, look at the closing point spreads for the teams. Yeah, three, three and a half. Great. Great. No problem. Uh, I just subjectively think the Jets are going to win. Uh, I, don't, I would love to bet three and a half with the Jets. And we'll talk about this game more over the course of the week, but I think you and I are in luck. So it's like never the Chargers. It's just like, how do you how do you trust them in this spot? Like, against this defense? Like, with Mike Williams out? Like, maybe Quinton Johnston pops. Also, like, Josh Palmer's not healthy. I, don't, I have a hard time believing the Chargers are going to be able to win this game by margin uh, on the road. It's going to be more than three. That's an easy click for me on the New York Jets. All right, and we'll talk more about this over the course of the week. And that finishes our initial handicap of Week 9 in the NFL. A little later in the show, we will give you our quick thoughts on every game, including the games that we've already bet coming up this week in the National Football League, the college football. It is Tuesday, which means it's day two of Lockmas. And on day two of Lockmas every week, Ken Barkley tells us how to bet the Heisman Trophy markets. So let's get to it right now, guys. Day two of Lockmas. College football is the best time of the year. The fight songs. Announcers going crazy. McClain! He's still on his feet! Oh my goodness! It's gone! Unbelievable! The roar of the crowd. But for Nick and Ken, college football only sounds like one thing. Hey, all right, Santa. 
the Heisman Trophy market at our show sponsor, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Michael Penix Jr., back to the favorite. Penix, plus 275. J.J. McCarthy, idle last week for Michigan. Uh, J.J., plus 300. Jaden Daniels, plus 450. Bo Nix at 6-1. Jordan Travis at 8. Marvin Harrison at 10. I'll just, I'll give a couple more names here just, just to do it. Dylan Gabriel, 25. Probably not going to happen, although we'll see. Carson Beck at 30 for Georgia. And then uh, Drake May, 66. Caleb Williams, 80. And other guys who aren't going to win. Uh, how are you looking to bet Heisman Trophy right now in your analysis of this betting market? Uh, I I did bet it this week for the first time in a long time. <laughs> so, so let's go through review. Let's review Ken's Heisman betting history this season. Uh, Jalen Milrow week after week one. Flyer on Marvin Harrison Jr. after week four. I think it was entering the Notre Dame game where he did not play well and got hurt. Um, and we've been really, really, really quiet. Uh, a lot of people got mad at me when I said McCarthy like should be the favorite. This was as the Michigan allegations were coming out. And I, not that I would bet him, but just like, yeah, it makes sense to me. We talked about looking for a time to fade Michael Penix. And uh, and maybe that time is now or it's coming soon. We're just I, The most important thing, I think, to me at least, is we're getting really, I don't know if we're there yet, but we're really close to start listening to what people tell you about what they're thinking for this award in terms of voting. When people tell you who they're going to vote, one of the rules of award betting, when the voters late in the season, late in the season, not when they're making predictions, everybody gets their predictions wrong at the start, including Nick and I, but late in the season, when the voters tell you who they're going to vote for, just believe them. They tell you who they're going to vote for, just believe them. Uh, The Athletic does a Heisman straw poll every single week. And this does not have to be representative of what is a very large voting block, people who vote for the Heisman. It's not that this is what it is right now, but just like, keep your ears open a little bit. What are these What are these people saying? Because like a lot of people vote for the Heisman. So it tends to be kind of like a consensus. It's not, it's not wacky. It's like, no, like it's usually a consensus opinion about what's happening. I just think it's worth noting. We're not like the end of the season yet. In like a week or two, then you really start listening. But it's just worth noting that Marvin Harrison Jr. by far got the most first place votes in this straw poll. By far. He got 15 and Michael Penix Jr. got seven. So just like, what? Okay. And here's here's another thing. I just sounded like little John there. I did what and okay. What? So the, the other thing to keep in mind here, I think is interesting. If you look at the prices and I've kind of seen, like I've, I follow a lot of college football writers and see them talk about the Heisman. Uh, Jordan Travis, the quarterback for Florida State, got no first place votes of 33. And people tend to talk about him like he has no chance to win. And maybe that's unfair, but like they don't have a lot of test games left. And he's like, like of the six low prices, say Harrison down, like 10 to one or less. He strikes me as like a cross off every single time. And if you can cross off one of five, that makes your decision a lot easier in terms of what to bet on. So Harrison's ahead by a lot in this poll. Penix is second. Penix, Bonix, and Jaden Daniels all got like around the same number of, of points. Okay, that's kind of interesting because we think Knicks and Penix are maybe on a collision course for a rematch in the Pac-12 title game. I think we'd all like Oregon on a neutral in that game based on what we've seen from both teams so far. So that's advantage Knicks. McCarthy's really interesting because what what's going to happen here with like the Michigan scandal and how it affects voters voting for him. I think they'll still probably, you know, get to the playoff, maybe win a national championship. But like is this an opportunity to penalize Michigan where I feel like people are jumping at the opportunity to want to penalize Michigan for something. And this is the way you do it. And his stat profile won't be leaps and bounds better than everyone else. So therefore this week, uh, what I've started doing. So I have some Harrison already from like way long time ago, add a little bit more Harrison. And I have added Bo Nix to go with them. And I've added both of them for a lot. 
and that's what I'm going to war with for the rest of the year. Maybe Jaden Daniels beats Alabama and looks great, and like his stats carry him to an award, but LSU's dead for the playoff. Don't think that's that likely. I do think McCarthy's going to get dinged for the Michigan thing. I think Travis is irrelevant, and I think Knicks beats Penix at the end, and, and Harrison's winning the poll right now by margin. So just like, okay, add all of that up. To me, that's like if I get Knicks and Harrison at the current prices, the likelihood one of them wins. Not that one of them has to win, just the likelihood that one of them wins is greater than the price that you create by betting both and shop these because they're way different everywhere, would just also remind people of that. So Knicks and Harrison, big bets both, kind of going to war with them for the rest of the year. We'll see what happens. Uh, if we asked you in your best Lil John impersonation, uh, Ooh, do you think good. either Bo Nix, do you think either Bo Nix or Marvin Harrison will win the Heisman Trophy? What would your response be? What? You're supposed to say it over and over again, and then like show well, and then I say yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm not, I, I, I haven't seen that skit in so long. Oh, what? that's like the bad. That's, that's so much better than what he actually says. Where it's like, who do you think's gonna win the Heisman? What? I said, who do you think's gonna win the Heisman? What? I said, what? who do you think's gonna win the Heisman? What? Do you think it's gonna be? Do you think it's gonna be Nix? Okay. <laughs> well, what about Marvin Harrison? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely love it. All right. And that is uh, day two of Lockmas had to bet the Heisman Trophy. On the other side, we'll talk Tyrese Maxey, most improved player in the wake of James Harden's trade to the Clippers. And we will give you all our NBA bets for tonight. Only three games, but we'll give you bets. Best of the best. Next. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Sorry, Jake, I think our brains need a break. Bring it up. I got my I got my we'll Dirk get... pose going on right now. Like when he was when he was in the NBA finals and he would sit at the press conference and like lean back in his chair and he would just like pick up the microphone. To be like, I'm just gonna like riff for a little bit. He would just get really relaxed. I'm I'm doing that for the next two segments, especially because we're not on stadium anymore. I uh, I I loved when they when they beat the Heat second after they lost to the it Heat was the first awesome. time beating They yeah, mocked him really for great. being sick. You're like coughing in the tunnel because he said he had a cold after the game and he just stuck it to him. It was awesome. It was pretty awesome and like validated like obviously what was going to be a Hall of Fame career no matter what, but obviously with the championship makes it a little more a little more special. And there's your NBA walk down memory lane here. Uh, best of the best, our bets for tonight in the association are coming up in a little bit. Bets of Steel coming up next segment. Uh, we'll give you our bets for Game 4 of the World Series and the games we've already bet for Week 9 in the National Football League. But for now, Ken, uh, we've been teasing it for a lot of the show, um, and it's like the last part of the James Harden discussion with Harden getting traded to the Clippers, obviously opening up like a lot of uh, shots a lot of opportunity, and we've seen that manifest itself the first couple games of the season, right? Because Harden hasn't played for the Sixers. For Tyrese Maxey, who we all knew was awesome, but maybe he's like actually like even better than we might have thought he was. Uh, Maxey is priced to be most improved player 
BetMGM is plus 175. A couple games into the season, plus 175. Our guy, Scotty Barnes, up next at, at uh, plus 900. Cade Cunningham, 10 to 1. Tyler's guy, Cam Thomas, at 11. Uh, Franz Wagner, Jordan Poole, Mikel Bridges, Shengu, and some of the other names. But again, Maxi, the favorite with a bullet right now, plus 175. Uh, Ken, your thoughts on Maxi, most improved player, now with James Harden obviously playing for the Clippers in Los Angeles. Yeah, this is uh, the price and the player that's moved the most since the start of the year in any market. Uh, this is what Noops and I were talking about yesterday, and that was before Harden got traded. So he gets traded. Now, obviously, that this was something that was predictable. Harden gets traded, Maxi's price drops in this market. Why was it predictable? Because if Harden's not going to come back to the team, Maxi can keep doing the things that he's doing, which is scoring at an exe- you know, extremely high rate, most importantly, taking a lot of shots, which he was not able to do when Harden was on the team. That was the, the, the thing with him before. There were just never that many shots available because Harden and Embiid were going to shoot so much. Now his usage... And they didn't, they didn't even get like a dominant scorer back. They didn't get Norman Powell back or, you know, even like man back. Like, so for right now, the usage for Maxi is just outrageous. Like it's going to be so, he's going to take so many shots to score a million points. Um, so I, I get that bullishness. And I, I think of course it's possible that he wins most improved player. Uh, of course it's possible. The, my hangups would be many. So uh, first question, did, have I, did I bet him in this market ever? Uh, no. Second question, did I bet him now when Harden got traded? Because now it seems really likely he's going to win. No. Do I see myself betting him in the future? No. Uh, why? Well, he's really low priced already. That's thing number one. But also, I, there's a, a hang up with him. And it's one of the things that makes most improved the the funniest and the dumbest award simultaneously. It's a little bit like comeback player of the year for the NFL, where comeback player of the year, the prices move on the performances of the players. Like Tua has a really good game, his price drops. Uh, Lamar Jackson has a really good game, his price drops, but they're not actually more likely to win because you don't know if voters think of them that way. And so there's like an invisible barrier that might prevent Tua from winning, which is that people don't consider him for this award or especially Lamar Jackson. I think Tua, you could make the case that people would consider him. Like Lamar Jackson's going to win most of it. Lamar Jackson could throw nine touchdowns this week. His price should not go down for most of, for comeback player of the year. He is very unlikely to win. No one thinks of him that way. So this that's it's one of those funny things, right? Where it can't just move on the performances of the players. Okay, well, if we look at NBA most improved player the same way, it can't just move on who's good. And I'll prove it to you. Last year, for a large portion of the season, I was really dead set against the idea that Shea Gilgis Alexander could win this award. He became the favorite in the betting market. He remained the favorite for several months and be like, well, why was he the favorite? And everybody'd be like, because he's averaging 30 a game. He's awesome. He's one of the best 15 players in the league, maybe one of the best 10 players in the league. How could he not win most? He's so much better than the other players. And my response was always, yeah, but like, it's not whether he's good, but to, to quote Finding Forrester, like, which is one of my favorite movies, it's not whether he's good, it's whether he's too good. And what I mean by that is everybody already thought SGA was awesome. So the reason he didn't win last year is that he didn't win most improved. He was past most improved. He was on to something else. He was on to all NBA. He was on to, you know, getting a good seed in the playoffs and winning playoff series. He was on to getting leading scorer in the NBA. He was already on to that. So, like, even though he was good, and even though, like, the market would tell you he was likely to win, everybody ended up voting for Larry Markinen instead because Larry Markinen was new, and we didn't think he was good, and then he improved. So, like, he came onto our radar when we were not expecting it. So my only thing with Maxi. 
he checks all like he checks a lot of historical boxes he's going to get an insane amount of usage probably now the sixers could also add someone that would be another hang-up which is like okay let's say they trade for zach levine okay like is Tyrese maxey scoring 30 points a game if zach levine's on the team or is he scoring 23 points a game with zach levine on the team and if he scores 23 points a game he's not going to win so like that would be another thing just Maxi might suffer the same fate that SGA suffered, which is Maxi averaged more than 20 points a game last year. No one in the history of this award has ever won averaging 20 points a game the year before they won. Because the idea of the award is that you go from being someone we kind of didn't think was a thing to being a big deal. And Maxi is in that perfect gray area where he was kind of a big deal already. He wasn't like what he is now, but we all already knew he was good. We all knew he was good last year when he almost won this award anyway. Like he was a low-priced favorite for this award, for this award last year, before he even took the leap this year. We all kind of get it already. And if we all kind of get it already, is he going to win? So I would actually compare it to SGA last year where market priced him like, oh yeah, got to be him, got to be him, got to be him. Then the votes came in and it was like, nope, not even close. Actually, totally wrong. Not him, not him at all. And could the same thing happen this year with someone who's like a little more off the radar, someone who wasn't very good? It doesn't have to be Scotty Barnes. It could be somebody we don't know about yet or somebody who's like just starting to play well. Franz Wagner would be another guy. But like he could win. This isn't SGA I was dead set against. This one's a gray area. I just like the guy's already averaged 20 a game. Everybody already thinks he's good. Yeah, if he averages 30 a game, maybe he can win. But if this like settles in like 24, 25 and he's just really good, Maybe we already kind of think he's really good. So I'm I'm passing this the whole way. Uh, if we get to the end of the year, maybe he wins, maybe he doesn't. But I'm willing to just kind of like hang out and see what other players emerge and then see polling. And I, I fear for people that have jammed him on this news that you could be faced with like another SGA situation and someone else wins instead. I'm I'm worried about this scenario that you brought up where the Sixers kind of take this capital that they got on the James Harden trade and then turn around and maybe like Embiid makes a commitment to stay with Maxi and then it's like another player comes and maybe it's Levine. I know Adam Lefko said yeah. like DeRozan's the guy that Ananobi. he wants. He's a Sixers fan. And Anobi yeah. maybe but like but like to your point earlier the, the in the show, like terrible, it could be one of those so guys. They might trade him. Yeah. yeah. And like but, Masai wants like not only all your draft picks, but also like your firstborn yeah. children in, in, in exchange for any. He wants of you his to players. actually bring back raptors. He wants you to reincarnate dinosaurs, and then he would like to trade with you. Or maybe like Jeff Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a quote, like uh, like what do Masai? What do you think of that trade offer? That's one great big pile of bleep. Yeah, so nice. <laughs> yes, the, the Wayne Knight maybe going back in the trade. Yeah, right. That would yeah, be so that would be like my biggest concern that, is that. That's what Masai oh, would well, say. Me... You make an offer, and Masai would be like, "Ah, ah, ah!" You didn't say the magic word. Ah, ah, ah. Um. So, what do you think's going to happen? Embiid stays or he goes? I think he stays, and I think it's actually possible they win the I championship. Agree. I think he stays also, which is like kind of hurts me as a Knicks fan, but I think he stays also. Um, and if he's going to stay, then you would think that they would probably look to use that capital to acquire another asset for this year. In I which also, case, it's I probably also think be... he could win MVP again too, and not well, on the Knicks, unfortunately. That's, yeah, that's the offshoot of this, right? So the third star comes in, let's say, or like maybe Levine's a star. I don't know if he's like a superstar, but he's a star, right? Yeah, so he's Levine, a star. DeRozan, Ananobi. So one of these guys comes in. Maxi gets hurt for most improved player and Embiid MVP, like the, the likelihood raises. So it's almost like a double effect here if Embiid right. stays and they bring another player I, in. It's, 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 you're totally right. So it's funny with the Harden thing. It's like, oh, like you, 
you know, a, a lot of the content today is probably like, can the Clippers win? How are they going to fit these pieces together to make their run? like the last chance for all of these players collectively to make a deep run in the playoffs. That's what's going to guide the conversation. And it's funny because I am just the exact opposite in terms of how I think about the two teams. I, I think Embiid is the interesting player. He's like Jokic last year to a certain extent. Now they're not the same player and Jokic is almost inarguably a better player, but they're both really good. And they're both those types of players, those title stars, we like to call them. Like Philly's the one with the title star. I care about what they're doing, not what the Clippers are doing. What are they doing for one of like the seven players who can win the NBA championship there? Maybe one of like the five players who can win the NBA championship this year. What are they doing for him? And it's not even that they've added anything yet. They've actually given something away, Harden, which I don't even know if that hurts too much. Maxi's so good. And if you add like anyone else, and I, it just can't be understated too. And we actually haven't talked about it all on the show like recently. Nick Nurse for Doc Rivers in the playoffs. Like, yeah. so you've got MB, Embiid in his title window, probably for the first time in his career, like year seven, year eight. This was Jokic last year. This was the conversation. You've got Embiid in his title window. You've got Nurse instead of Rivers. You've got Maxi taking a huge leap forward, replacing Harden, who you don't want in the playoffs. These are all insanely positive things for the Sixers winning the title. Even if you like Boston or Milwaukee or, or Denver more, and I like Denver way more, like you have to at least acknowledge that in the playoffs, these little tweaks, not even little, these things that have changed are like a little, they might be something. Like they might really be something. Now, maybe Embiid's just always hurt. Maybe he's always gassed. Okay, cool. That's a flaw with like the fundamental thing, the star himself. But like, I actually do, I think this is like a reasonable opinion to have that like after Denver and maybe after Milwaukee, like Philly, like who's the most likely team to win after those two for me? It's actually, I think it's the Sixers and it, I would say it's not close, but like Phoenix is a little interesting too. But like, I think the Sixers are really in that group. And it's funny because the news today is that they lost something. And then all I want to talk about is how I think they're actually really interesting. I couldn't believe Whale liked the Clippers as much as he does. Now, he didn't say like they're going to win the championship. He likes Denver a lot better, but he's but he he like the second best team in the West it. now. Like if you said, hey, like I, Nugget, well, he said it. Nuggets play the Clippers. Like I get an opportunity to bet Denver. Okay, well then what's he really saying when he says that? He's saying that the Clippers are a second tier Western Conference team. I would agree with that. Denver, yeah, Phoenix, like, Big Gap, everyone else. Yeah. He, he he said he liked the Clippers more than Phoenix. I'm curious once we actually see, we haven't even seen Phoenix play yet. And the two guys are out again next game. They're out again tonight. I, which rather, is just like, I mean, come yeah. on. Like, come on. Well, Beal but and Booker are both that's out the thing. again tonight. They have multiple days off. They play the Spurs tonight, and then they play the Spurs again in a couple days, and then they have like two days off again. I think this is like they looked at the schedule and they were like, you guys can take two weeks off going into the start of the year because we're playing the Spurs. Great. And uh, I have I have both of my hashtag season-long fantasy basketball team, both right. Booker and Bradley Beal. It's like, I just lose. I That's Phoenix, great. It's really awesome. And I, I we've seen, like, nothing, and it's you can't draw conclusions, I guess, off the games without them. I uh, I love I love Vogel to win coach of the year. Of the top coaches, on the t or the top teams, excuse me, they're the only ones that didn't win a lot last year. Like, they're the only ones. Like, Milwaukee won a billion games. I don't think Griffin can win. The one Celtics team. won a billion games. I don't think Missoula can win. Denver won a billion games. I don't think Malone can win. They're just going to do the same thing again. Phoenix won, like, 44 games last year or something. 45 games. They win 55 games this year with those three. He's really not going to win. They'd be the one seed, two seed. He's not going to win versus those other guys. So, I think he's just, like, being slept on totally still right now. I know people have been upset with me. I, I have to, like, we have no time. So we have to, like, dispense hey, with it. Murder, have, she wrote. Uh, we have time. This is the last thing, right? Is this the last thing? Jake wrote, oh, how much time do we have left? Jake wrote three minutes. Jake, was that erroneous?
we really yes, it was. You have like four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why don't we why don't we re-rack right. it and do it? Re-rack and do it for real. I only need like a minute. Jake. I want I want Jake, you to play do it this. again. Conclusion because the Chase Young got traded of the Redskins and the 49ers. It's 60 minutes, except on the West Coast. And then it's murder. Murder did went for that ink quill, just went to work, <laughs> sat at the typewriter, just started typing, typing on those keys. Uh, what do I like this week? Well, we do, I mean, game by game has been, been going pretty well. Uh, Thursday night, nothing as of right now. Dolphins, Chiefs, I wish I had a bet because the game's awesome. Nothing as of right now. I bet Atlanta early in the week. I would only bet Minnesota now, but would want the number to get out way more if you were waiting, like if you wanted Minnesota. I think once it's like maybe it's Dobbs, I don't know, but it, I would never bet Atlanta anymore. Uh, Seattle, Baltimore, nothing. Arizona Cleveland we bet the under and it didn't even really move that much and I still think it's good so like the under in that game uh Rams Packers nothing really like Tampa three or two and a half but like would obviously much prefer three do think that they'll win the game but would love three gonna wait and probably bet Washington but want more to do it Bears Saints nothing like the Panthers already think they win like Vegas but want way better than this number to bet them uh if it's two and a half might not end up betting it but would heavily lean Vegas at that number Cowboys Eagles we talked about maybe the over like Cincinnati at two and a half irrationally believe the Jets win all right Thursday night football no bet yet but would only bet the Titans I guess a two and a half I might consider Pittsburgh we'll talk about this game more over the course of the week KC Miami probably KC in the under and may God have mercy on my soul uh probably only Vikings against Minnesota against the, the Falcons but more to be figured out with the quarterback announcements I'm assuming we'll get Heineke announcement tomorrow uh like Ken said the under with the Browns and the Cardinals uh I think I'm gonna have a bet on the Rams just want to like see where this number goes with the Rams and the Packers I'm gonna try and middle three with the Commanders and the Patriots uh Bears Saints nothing uh Seahawks Ravens nothing for now uh, I will bet Tampa. I would like to get three in the game. Obviously, the Panthers and the over. Hashtag Shane Steichen overs. Giants money line against the Raiders. Um, Cowboys maybe against the Eagles, but like I, I also reserve the right to change my mind. Bengals at anything under three against the Bills and the over. And then Monday Night Football, I'm with Ken. Uh, I like the Jets coming up against the Chargers, but want to wait to see if I can get plus three and a half with Gang Green. And that is... Uh, Maybe the most hashtag content we've ever oh, gotten man. into a four-hour show. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, good job. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Talking. It was really it was, good. Uh, Guests were great today, too. Yes, we're great. Uh, ben MGM tonight's coming up after us. Ken, I'll talk to you tomorrow on a wonderful Wednesday. That's it. Get some sleep. I'm going to try to do the same thing. I'm about to go join my kids trick-or-treating, though, right? Now we're going to run down the street. Enjoy. Until we meet again, dear listener and dear viewer, I'm Nick Costos wishing you minimal sweats, winning bets. The absolute very best of luck. Thanks for listening to You Better You Bet. Up next, it's BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. 
Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.